Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome, everyone, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. We're actually doing a special today. We have uh, some breaking news, uh, an event that Lou Weiss was at recently in Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm just going to throw this over to Lou and let him explain what took place and why he was involved and who he was involved with, because we have a special guest with us also to speak about it. Lou? Thanks, uh, Tim. Uh, We had this uh, special event uh, that was held in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, uh, last week. Uh, I'll give you the exact date of that uh, in a few moments. Uh, It was uh, manufacturing leaders and uh, lawmakers uh, came together for the Manufacturing Caucus. Uh, New Jersey MEP uh, John Kennedy, president, had uh, put this together where uh, several months ago where NJMEP would sit and talk with uh, politicos and uh, uh, congressmen and two state senators and so on to talk about manufacturing and how manufacturing environment can be improved in the state of New Jersey. And uh, John's uh, addition to that was, well, why don't we get manufacturers in to talk directly to the caucus? And uh, that was a novel thought, uh, particularly creative in in view of uh, uh, the world as as it is. Um, And so I, I actually, Manufacturing Talk Radio, All Metals and Forge Group was there as well. Uh, and uh, I personally also did, uh, give testimony to the Manufacturing Caucus. So without any, um, any delay, uh, Mr. John Kennedy, president of New Jersey MEP and the number one MEP center in the country out of, I think, 50 or 51. John, you tell me. Hi, Lou. Hi, uh, Tim. There's 51 uh, centers, and... Uh, uh, we all get uh, rated on a variety of metrics every quarter, and, uh, you know, NJMEP has held uh, a 100 rating for seven quarters, so uh, that puts us at the top of a, a pile, but the reality is is that there's 51 pretty, pretty awesome uh, centers around the country, so, uh, you know, they're all, they're all striving for that spot. Uh, but we're pretty proud of the effort that our team uh, makes. Thanks. So, so uh, just before we start to talk about um, Trenton and the Manufacturing Caucus, why don't you give some of our listeners who may not be well-versed on MEP and the various centers, why don't you give us a couple of minutes of uh, uh, flapping your own wings here? Well, the, the MEP system's been around about 30 years now, Uh uh, it was developed uh, to support uh, uh, manufacturing, mainly small and mid-sized companies, and it's not a program that is based in uh, associations and memberships. It, it's to create centers that compete for that. We're not a government agency, uh, and none of the centers are government agencies, uh, and we work with the manufacturers in our respective uh, states and 
You know, in New Jersey, uh, our current list has about 10,552, and we work with them as consultants and as trainers and as business support. And occasionally we get uh, knee-deep in some advocacy uh, work as well. So, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we take on uh, quite seriously. Uh, we do a lot of training work, as, as you know, Lou, in, in Lean Six Sigma, ISO, uh, business growth services, et cetera. Uh, but, but part of it is, uh, you know, reminding our, uh, our state uh, that there exists an industry called manufacturing, and it's not dead, and it's not going away, and it brings in a tremendous amount of uh, income into the state and it also creates uh, pathways, career pathways. Uh, you guys know that better than most anybody. So, you know, that, that has driven us to work very hard to create this manufacturing caucus, which is made up of senators and, and assembly members uh, on the state level in New Jersey. Well, I have to tell you the truth that when I was there, I was quite impressed with uh, the the interest, the level of interest, and the apparent uh, passion uh, of the people that were on the uh, caucus. I thought that was really most interesting, and because uh, they came up with uh, great questions and uh, gave some comments back to those who were testifying on the various topics that uh, we talked about. Uh, why don't you get into a little bit about uh, uh, what the Manufacturing Caucus uh, was designed to do and what it is that you are actually doing, especially now since you've gotten manufacturers involved. Well, uh, it took uh, me and, and with some help from NJBIA and CIANJ in New Jersey, those are two uh, business and industrial uh, associations. Uh, took us about two and a half years to get to this point. Uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio was uh, was with us last uh, March when we had our uh, State of the State of New Jersey Manufacturing event, which uh, is coming up again in a month or so. But uh, it was there to create a conversation between manufacturers and STEM companies and, and their elected officials. Uh, it wasn't there to be a complaint session. And from that uh, emerged a group, including Senator Sweeney, who, uh, as the president of the New Jersey Center, uh, Senate, pushed, pushed towards a manufacturing caucus but it, what was really great is that he picked a gentleman, uh, Bob Gordon, who's a senator. Uh, great, great guy. His family owns a, owned a manufacturing plant for three generations. Uh, you know, so that was a real good uh, connection. And, and the people that you saw and you testified to, Lou, every one of them volunteered to be on the caucus, which I was very excited and impressed with. Uh, it's completely bipartisan. And they all are spending time learning about the industry. And, and, you know, that's something that I don't remember in my uh, career in New Jersey. Uh, so that's a good thing. Maybe things are changing. 
in, in regards to people opening up and wishing to have dialogue instead of uh, the, the attack methodology that we've seen so much of? Yeah, uh, I hope so. Uh, I think that people are starting to understand that we cannot live in this country or this state as a, as a service economy, uh, especially when as soon as we said that that's what we were going to do, uh, companies decided to outsource that to other uh, countries. Uh, you know, manufacturing, you know, people say, well, well, it's, it's all done by robots or it's all done by other countries and it's dead. And I'm saying there's six, seven billion people in the world and guess what? They all need stuff. And while we, we all know that uh, automation has changed manufacturing, it certainly hasn't replaced uh, workers. It's basically changed workers to what they have to do and increased productivity. So certainly New Jersey should, uh, should be able to lead that way and, and the United States uh, as well. Without, without a doubt. Can we get into some of the uh, topics uh, that were discussed? And uh, there was a lot of uh, conversation about minimum wage uh, issues. Uh, some uh, had some uh, serious problems about that, uh, as where others felt as though it didn't pertain to them because they were paying well over minimum wage anyway. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, uh, John? Well, minimum wage is an issue for a variety of reasons, not just for manufacturers, but uh, for everybody. When you're talking about in New Jersey, I'm all for a good minimum wage. I mm -hmm. remember my first job for minimum wage, I got $1.65 an hour. That ages me, but it also, uh, you can explain that that's, uh, that's a tough uh, wage to even buy gas with. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's... When you look at ours is, you know, 825-ish at this point in time, when you look mm -hmm. at doubling it, that's going to hurt a lot of businesses, including manufacturers, because they bring in a lot of interns and apprenticeships at, you know, around $12, uh, and then they also, you know, these guys grow into, you know, full-time wages, you know, shortly but it, it's like a trickle-up theory, as some as, as Mitch Kahn from, uh, from Union Fair down in Newark said. He says, you know, the guys that were making 12 that are making 15, the guys that are making 15 now on 18, the guys that are making 18 are making 22. And that presents an issue because you can't make and sell. The margins just aren't that great to be able to, to compete against other manufacturers. So what they're asking for is consideration because manufacturing is the number one industry for benefits. Um, that's from National Association of Manufacturing, NAM. Uh, you know, so a loaded wage like unions look at uh, include the benefit package. So that guy making 12, you know, with health care and vacation, paid vacation time, and 401K might actually be making a, an hourly package worth $24 an hour. And no one wants to pay their people low. They want to have the best people. But when you're bringing on people to develop 
there has to be a starting point. So, yeah, there's a lot of concern. Uh, and hopefully, you know, the, the caucus seemed very interested in the reasons behind it. Not that somebody was just complaining, don't change, because that really wasn't the message. No, you know, it wasn't. The message no. from the manufacturers was, you know, keep us in the loop, work with us, let us be able to plan our business, don't double the minimum wage, you know, in a single uh, day. So it was very interesting, and that was one of the lead topics that were discussed. Yes, for sure. Another topic that was uh, also uh, spoken about a lot now is the skill gap, and uh, you know what's uh, what's many companies are beginning to do, uh, or and come up with new creative ways to help uh, not get destroyed in about ten years because there's going to be twenty uh, two and a half two and a half million or twenty five million twenty five million that. Uh, Jobs that are going to be open to twenty five or two and a half million. Two. Well, there's, yeah, I've two, heard forgot, things two and a half. everywhere from about two, two and a half million to right. six million. So, you know, you know, who knows what <clears throat> what it's going to be? But everybody agrees that it's going to be millions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there are some creative ways that people are trying to protect themselves, their own little little. Uh, manufacturing company, the 25 to 30 man companies where they're giving incentives and such to employees that are looking to retire, to stay a little longer, to work with a newbie and train a newbie from scratch. Um, I I think that's one of the most uh, uh, beneficial ways of of, uh, training an apprentice um, in, in a small environment. Then there's other companies, of course, that are sending kids off to uh, Votex and uh, helping to pay for it and so on. So there's there's a lot of creative energy and juices out there uh, that uh, I was very pleased to hear about. Yeah, quite a bit's been going on. Uh, you know, every, when everybody talks about things, you know, they always cite examples from, like, Lockheed Martin and right. Goya Foods and, you know, Those are great because those are huge companies and they have the ability to do that. But the smaller companies, you know, the companies that dominate the market, somewhere around 30 to 50 employees, you know, they've got to be more creative. And there has to be more of a connection. And that's something that NJMEP has uh, preached for quite a while. Uh, In fact, I wrote a, a white paper that I call the ProAction education network because I think we have to all think outside the box uh, when things are going this way because the world changes and education hasn't necessarily. You know, in New Jersey, we have a high-ranked education system, but are we filling career gaps? And, you know, some people, academics, will argue that, you know, well, you need to teach teach people to think, and I agree with that. But you also need to teach them to be able to bring home a wage so they can start a life and feed themselves and house themselves, et cetera. So I'm really excited that, uh, you know, both the government, uh, I had a meeting with the Department of Education this week, and they're pushing forward on some programs. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's critical 
but there's a lot of moving pieces, as you know. I mean, you guys oh. own a manufacturing company yourself, so uh, it, it's you know it, it's not one size fits all. Absolutely not, and uh, you you need to create the solution that works for you. Um, I, I found that uh, again, as I said earlier, that the enthusiasm and passion uh, was uh, uh, refreshing. Uh, uh, seeing bipartisanship at work, uh, so we really, we really enjoyed that when we were down there. So I, I thank you for having me involved in that. When is the uh, is the future caucuses are are they going to have be different topics, or are you going to be uh, mud? Forgive the inference, but muddling through the same topics to find solutions and so on. Uh, is there a report or something at some point or recommendation that's going to come out of the manufacturing caucus making a recommendation to the government? Answer your quest re- your question really easily. I'm just going to say yes to all of those things. <laughs> some, Great. some of it will be muddling because no one's muddled in this direction for a while. So there right. will be muddling uh, to learn. So there will be additional caucus meetings where there will be you know, visiting uh, manufacturing firms. Uh, they'll be discussing these topics and others, like regulatory. You know, regulatory is a tough one. Uh, you look at a lot of the changes in New Jersey right now that they're pushing through on energy and so on. Uh, you know, the fact is is that manufacturers are big users of energy. Uh, but they also are environmentally, you know, focused as well because, they can't stay in business if they're not. Plus, they live here. So there will be a lot of discussion on that. Uh, one of the topics you spoke to was where does the state get behind manufacturing and STEM, IT, et cetera, you know, these, these applications because New Jersey lately has been an out-migration state, not just of companies but but uh, people. And, and, and I'm – I'm a Jersey boy born and bred, and, and, you know, I'm glad I'm here. There's a lot of great things about my state, uh, and I own two businesses here. Uh, so, you know, there will be those discussions, but there will also be recommendations for bills. There will also be recommendations for maybe bond issues for the growth of the CTE, vote technical, and county college system to be better placed not only for manufacturing, but for areas like healthcare and retail and and tourism, which are also big parts of our economy. So I think a lot of good will come out of this, especially if we maintain, you know, the the key people. And uh, one of them is Senator Gordon, who I mentioned, another is Senator Oroho. these are the drivers. They're doing a lot of thinking about, you know, where this goes. And I'm always afraid that when somebody really good is involved with something and very passionate about it, that they get moved to a different position somehow. <laughs> and I, always I, happens don't lose that, uh, I don't want to lose that uh, momentum that we've built. Sure. Uh, Senator Gordon made a, a comment that uh, it, it rings very loud. It's, uh, it's there are many things that we can do, but without hearing from manufacturers, we are very limited. 
And, and that's that's very true. And, and I, I send that message directly to all of our listeners who are manufacturers that uh, when you hear about this, get involved. Get involved. It's it's your it's our all of our futures, your kids' futures, your family's futures, your your four hundred one k's future, your legacies. And by the way, John, I have to ask you a question. Speaking about which we haven't, the infrastructure. I hit a pothole last week on the Garden State Parkway that caused me $7,000 damage to the car. Who do I call? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly not sure, but I'll try and find out. Uh, yeah, find out. Find out. You know, Tell them uh, who's calling. Yeah, you know, I, we've all had those uh, those up-close and personals. Uh, I love the signs around the state uh, as I was driving the turnpike yesterday saying basically that there's roving bands of pothole repairs going on all over the state. Yeah, and I where I was. <laughs> I didn't see one. So, uh, yeah, I, I get it. And that's, you know, when you're talking about, you know, manufacturing, supply chain, uh, TLD, you know, transportation and logistics, it's all about infrastructure, and you know, uh, and I read recently that the uh, the, the new governor has uh, allotted some additional funding, and it's certainly mm-hmm. great. It just depends on what it goes for, you know. I mean, uh, when you talk about infrastructure, the big projects are important, but as you learned again, uh, it's also maintaining what we have. By the way, my incident with the pothole happened on the day that I went down to Trenton to testify on behalf of manufacturers. So I've already made a financial commitment to this. So I now become passionate. <laughs> well, <laughs> make sure that Tim uh, notarizes that, uh, you know, I, so that we I can send that. it on. I'll do it easy for I'll just send the whole package to you and let you handle it for me. How's that? No problem. No problem. All right, John, John uh, wrapping up this segment, uh, is there any particular point that you would like to specifically make sure that our listeners hear? Uh, now's the time. Well, Lou, you hit it on on the head. You know, we have a, a great industry, but we also have an industry that likes to keep its head down. Uh, you own a manufacturing company. I've owned a manufacturing and an engineering company. And you know what? I understand keeping your head down, but if you don't pick it up and speak, no one's going to give a crap. So, uh, so we've got to do that. And, and upcoming, which uh, manufacturing talk radio will be with us, uh, right. is the state of the state New Jersey uh, programs that are coming up in early April. Right. Right. April fourth in Trenton, and April sixth in at County College of Morris. Um, and uh, we'll you know, you and post. Tim will be singing and dancing, and and <laughs> and, get, and getting our message yeah. out there. Yeah, we're waiting for our short yellow skirts to show up. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll order uh, them up. <laughs> okay, uh, we are. Uh, send me that information, please, and we'll post it on the website so everybody will see uh, when these two events are. So uh-huh. that being that being said, uh, Tim, I turn it back to you. 
We want to thank John Kennedy, who is the president of the New Jersey's Manufacturing Extension Partnership, for being with us program. today. He's always got a lot of great information to, to share. I'm sorry, Manufacturing Extension Program. Thanks, John. And thanks for being with us again. The, nu- the number one in the country for seven years. Seven quarters, not for seven years. Oh, seven. Oh, what, what's the big deal? I don't know. We'll take it. We'll take it one quarter at a time, my friend. All right. All right. Thanks, John. And uh, right. we'll be we'll be talking. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, again, if anyone wants to listen to any of our shows, they are at mfgtalkradio.com. We also have a another great show called Wham Women in Manufacturing, and that is at women and mfg.com. It's a brand new website we just kicked up. So. Come join us often, listen to this show, and we look forward to you always being tuned in to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.